Hi, everyone. Welcome back. A brand new episode of What's Good. Greg Meskel joining you here. Don't forget, make sure you like, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Today's guest, we stick with fan-controlled football. We're talking with one of the most physically intimidating men in the FCF, Daryl Verges. Daryl, what's good, man? How are you? Uh, I'm fine, man. I'm great. I'm doing good, actually. Excellent. Good to have you on here. Uh, we're talking just a night after the FCF Strongest Man competition. I think a lot of people had their money on you. You came up just a little short. Uh, tell us about that contest. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of hurt. That kind of hurt me, man, because I, I, I really wanted to win it all, but I just, like you said, I fell short, man. I couldn't get that last thirty lockout in. Couldn't get it. Yeah, it's and it's key for those that haven't done the bench press competition, and I'm one of them. Uh, as you watch that, you really have to lock those arms out to count. So you saw some guys not not getting credit for their scores, even though they're they think they're putting the weight up. Uh, I bring that up because, and this is mostly an audio podcast, right? But if people haven't seen you in person, and, and I was joking, but it's true, you are a physically uh, imposing figure. I, I know we joked during the drafts, the FCF have you flexed for the cameras and all that stuff. But uh, how long have you looked the way you look right now? When did you develop this kind of? <laughs> physique uh, of of where you give off this intimidating vibe of a really strong guy oh man i've been looking like this since i was about i'll say about 14 years old 14 years old wow all right yeah and so weight weightlifting always a big part of your kind of regimen uh yeah at uh around if, around 15 yeah around 15 yeah. yeah started lifting 15. and so how has that played a role because I was thinking back to your run last week, you, you, you get out in the open field, 48 yard run, right. For a touchdown. And I'm sure some defensive backs think twice before they get in front of you. So how has that strength played a role in you being successful in football? I actually plays a, a great role because, you know, most guys, they, they, they got to figure out how to tackle me. And once I get rolling, so it's like, how do I, how do I stop him when he's at full speed? It's, it's hard. Yeah, we saw that run, 48-yard run, and, and I was thinking the same thing. Take me through kind of that in your mind. W- when you see a lane open up like that and you can really start picking up steam, what's what's kind of going through your head as you're obviously hoping to get all the way to the end zone? Trust my speed, and I've been not get caught. <laughs> <laughs> is, is getting caught from behind perhaps a worse feeling than yeah, losing a bench press competition? <laughs> yeah, it is because when you like when you think you fast, but when you know you fast, and somebody catch you from behind, you're like, "Man, I'm losing it." So tell me about this FS, F, FCF experience. Uh, you've been playing for the Wild Aces now. We're talking ahead of the championship game here. It's a whole different experience than any other football you've played, where the fans are so involved. How's that been different for you? Uh, it's been real different, you know, because you get uh, actually you get you get you you get kind of handicapped. Because you don't really get that many runs, and you know they, you got just sit around and you wait. You got to wait for the plays. It's it's just a lot different, but it's a learning experience at the same time. And I think the fans. It took them a minute to to get into the flow. The first couple of weeks, I felt like there was almost no runs called. It was a very yeah. pass happy league. So when they finally figure it out, guys like you, Ladarius Galloway, started to get opportunities. Yeah. That's definitely. So tell me a little bit about your path here in football. I know you're a Trenton guy. I'm from Jersey too. So obviously uh, always, always love to rep a fellow Jersey guy here, but um, just tell me about, about that path from there. I know you end up at Virginia Lynchburg. You've had some other opportunities. What, what was the moment as you're coming up 
playing football where you realize you kind of want to do this longer term? You want to try and take it to college and maybe take it beyond that? In, uh, in 2013, when I finally got to meet my dad, he was doing 12 years and I was working at a warehouse and uh, my dad passed away and I was in the streets. And, uh, and when my dad passed away, it was like, I looked in the mirror and what I seen in him is what I seen in me. And my eyes were just red and full of tears. And I let, I let it all go. Let, I let the whole street life go. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do what my dad wanted me to do and I'm, I'm gonna make it happen. And I, I did it. So in 2013, how old are you at this time? I was 23. 23. So up until that point, what had been your football experience? <laughs> I was playing uh, Town Beef. It's the new league is called A A Seven NFL. I was I, I was playing that since like two thousand and nine. Okay, so two thousand nine, two thousand thirteen. But it it sounds like maybe football wasn't the number one focus yet. You had other other things going on in life. Uh yeah. Well, and uh, I started playing football at in the ninth grade. Really, I was playing football in high school at Trenton High. Mm-hmm. I was uh yeah I was a uh, I was an athlete. I was just doing a lot football, running track doing swimming. I, I had a lot going on and I had a lot going on. And so from there, you then end up at Virginia Lynchburg. Is that, is that the journey there from Trenton to Virginia? Yeah. Uh, I ended up at Virginia Lynchburg in, uh, in 2014 because my little brother was there and one of our best friends, they put a word in for me and uh, it was like a last chance in life for me because I couldn't do nothing or go nowhere and they accepted me and I went there. I'm this. I'm like, it's a business. This is this is this is a business move. I know what I'm here for. What sort of faith do they have to have in you? You're you're an older guy coming at that point right now. What are you, 23, 24 years old to be coming into the football team? Did you have to kind of convince them? How was that process that you were going to be someone that they wanted to have around? Well, they, they uh, the head coach was actually big on me because of I was currently playing that rugby style football called Town Beef, and. He had a lot of faith in me, big, fast, strong, physical. And as soon as I came in in front of everybody, he like, yeah, uh, Daryl Burgess, he going to be our starting running back. And I'm just looking like, seriously, in front of everybody like that? That's amazing to come in there and get that opportunity. Had you had a moment like that in sports before? I know you, I know you played, right? You were doing a bunch of different sports. But had you had something like that before where someone clearly, so clearly believed in you? No. How did but, that change uh, things for you? It changed things. It changed things a lot for me. It opened up a lot of. Uh, it opened up a lot for me, actually. Like you know, I found somebody that believes in me, and I can I can show what I can really do now. I was reading an article about you. I think it was around the time when you had signed an offseason deal with the New York Giants, and they were kind of talking about your path, and you kind of hit on it, right? A childhood where you had a lot of trials and tribulations, right? You're, you're you're having a lot of involvement with the law and getting in trouble. When you when you look back on that on that time period now, and you think back to where you were and where you've gone, what what kind of comes to mind? Man, I, I was just young and I had no guidance, and I, I it was just foolishness to be honest with you. Stuff I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing because I didn't have no guidance at all. So just basically like, to be honest, like, like do or die, just do what I gotta do. Yeah, this is an article in, in, in NJ.com and, and you had such a, 
uh, I thought such a powerful quote in this in this article where, where it mentioned you had 45 charges as a juvenile in and out of detention centers, but you said, what I've been through, I don't want anybody to go through what I've been through. What yes, was it about that that has stuck with you that has pushed you in the other direction? Man, I don't want I, I, I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see them dark clouds no more. I don't want to see them dark clouds and all that negativity no more. It's not worth it. You mentioned that that meeting with your father before he passes away, and that's that's just such a again a powerful has to be an emotional moment. So you kind of make that choice. Is it is it just like a light? flip or like a light switch flipping where after that you just go all in on football and you had left everything else behind yeah it was a light a light switch flip i left everything alone literally i, I left everything alone and was no looking back how hard is that to do and this is someone who's uh not not familiar with what you're talking about right that upbringing right we have we have very different uh childhood right mm-hmm. to put it mildly yeah can you just say Goodbye to all of that stuff. Is it is it a difficult process to you, you're talking about this kind of being in the streets? Is it hard to just say goodbye to all of that and totally switch gears? Well, if you well if you're a weak-minded person, is it's hard. But if if you're a leader and you're strong-minded, it's simple. It's easy. Just walk away and go do what you got to do. So you fast forward a couple of years later, and you're with the New York Giants in the off season. Just tell me a bit about that experience. Oh man, that was. That was nice. That was actually nice, man, because uh, I was actually just going through a lot, really, like going to these NFL workouts. I going like kept running four three. They kept calling me like the freak, telling me I was just a little bit raw, and like and what I was going through behind the scenes, like like training, like training for like eight hours, nothing in my refrigerator to eat but ice cream, oodles and noodles, no support. Like literally was living in a, a crazy house where I was sleeping with like three coats on, roaches coming from my ceiling, and it was like no hope and no love. And it was just like cold every day. So it was just like like every day was like every every day was like Terry for me because it was no support and no hope. And I, I never thought that day was gonna happen. So when I did sign, I felt like all my joy was taken away from me because how I went about my life as a teenager and I messed up. And um, as I got there, it was just like setting in, man. Like, man, I, I made it from poverty, man. This is, I, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was the most like amazing, stunning feeling ever that I, I got chills through my whole body and I was just stuck like on cloud nine, really. Now, being from Trenton, that's sometimes more Philly Eagles territory, but it's still the Giants Jets are still very much a big Jersey area team as well to end up with with the Giants, too. After all this, what what was the reaction from 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 people you knew from back home and just people that that were kind of keeping an eye on your journey? You you still an Eagle fan? I'm man, my Zach words. Damn right. I'm a diehard Eagle supporter to the last day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's separating business and your personal yeah. interests right yeah yeah i'm like listen i just play for him but i'm die hard i can't change if i play for him <laughs> oh that's amazing so you go from there you get that experience a lot of people that have been clawing their way into the pros right when they when they get that little bit of an experience all they want to do is get back to it again so 
you've had a, l- a little bit of NFL experience. How does that stick in your mind as you as you keep playing? Well, just it just make me hungry more. It just make me just like have that bite. I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down for nothing. And then after that, you spent some time in the CFL, yes? Yeah, I went to a camp with the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, that didn't that didn't work out. Yeah. And so now you have this opportunity in the FCF. What what do you hope this kind of brings for you? Do you want this to launch you back to NFL somewhere else? What are your plans? Well, to be honest with you, man, I'm, I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm still, like, I'm still hungry. Like I, <laughs> I still wake up, bleed, breathe, sweat this. So my goal is to get back to the NFL, you know, CFL or XFL, one of the higher end leagues. If not, if none of that happens, you know, season two, I wouldn't mind coming back and playing at FCF again. <laughs> you were hitting on it earlier right? But as a kid, not really having leadership or guidance, but now you talk to you today and, and you're insanely driven, right? You so badly want this, you're making it happen. You're talking about a time in the giants, right? Where it's like, people don't know behind the scenes, everything you're battling just to be able to show up there. Where, where is this work ethic coming from? Do you think? Oh, it's coming, it's coming from everything I've been through, everything that I've been through, all the, all the (laughs) non-believers, like, uh, all my struggles and just, I just, I just bottle all my negativity that I used to do and all my struggles and I turned into pain and I just use that for the days that I, that I know it's going to be better days ahead of me. I think a lot of people feel like they go through adversity, they go through hard times. I would guess not everyone can relate to some of the things you've gone through when you talk about not, not being sure about the next meal, that sort of stuff. Does that give you an extra advantage? You're talking yeah. about turning it into motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, man, it's <laughs> like it's days where I'm up in the facility when I was going through the process. I'm just thinking about. I'm just thinking about. This my last rep. I'm telling myself it's the last rep, but I'm going to do 10, 20 more because I know where I came from and I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm going forward, and I'm just. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep thriving. What else besides football? And maybe it's a job within football, but, but whenever the playing career is done, what else would you want to be doing? Oh man, I would love to, uh, I, I would love, like I train people for speed, football, be a football coach or maybe a high school head coach, you know, get a football internship in the NFL. Yeah. Just kind of continue in that. So you clearly have yeah. have kind of fallen in love with this game. We're talking with Daryl Verges here, plays in the Fan Control Football League. He's also spent time in some other leagues. You're in this bubble in the FCF. All these guys get together. You're in the same hotel for seven or eight weeks. How have the kind of friendships and bonds developed with just the premise of a hundred guys got to hang out together every day? Yeah, it's it's crazy because you know when you first get here, you got to fill each other out. Uh, let me see what kind of person this dude is, like who the talker, kind of personality he got. You know, as you as it goes along, everything, you know, everything just get it loosens up and just get more friendlier. But it's you know, it was it's it's kind of a you know, like first time for this pandemic. So it's a weird situation, but at the same time it's just an experience because like you said, it's a hundred guys here and we all chasing the same goal and we all doing the same same routine every day every morning every afternoon every night so it was it was different you know meet a bunch of 
guys from different areas, different personalities. So it was it was real different. Is it is it hard to balance because you want to show what you can do, but you're also getting pretty friendly with these guys that week to week end up on the other team. So it's like you're in your position. You have to try and prove that you can get more carries, more playing time with the fans, that sort of thing. But you also are going up against guys you're rooming with. Was that a challenge at all? Uh, well, I don't, well, well, here in the FCF, everybody has their own room. So oh, true. You know, yeah. So, you know, so, so yeah. So, and yeah. And, and me personally, I, I sit with office guys, so so I don't see a defense. So I, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing against them, man. Cause I gotta go against all that practice, and you know I, I sit with office players, but I'm cool with some defense players. But you know we talk it out. But mainly in my mind, I sit with office players because when I'm on the field, you're the enemy. So there's no shaking hands. No, it's all uh, empty my tank. You mentioned you're a diehard Eagles fan. Who's your who's your all-time favorite Eagles player? Uh, my all-time favorite, my all-time favorite Eagle player is Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, why do you like him so much? Uh, his run style, you know, he had a versatility run style. You know, he could catch and he could run, you know, run through tackles, and you could just make a big play whenever. Uh, I'll ask you a couple of very Jersey-specific questions here. Do Do you believe Central Jersey exists? Some people say there's only North Jersey and there's South Jersey. Yeah. I'm an advocate for Central Jersey, but w- yeah. what do you think? Yeah, Central Jersey is, exists. Trenton, Trenton is the hardest set in New Jersey, man. We the hardest set in Central New Jersey, man. I'm glad to hear you say that because some people try and downplay it. They say once you're past this mark, you're in uh, South Jersey and you're over here. Every time, like we just had a guy here, and he was from South Jersey, and saying he was Central Jersey and saying he was more Central Jersey than me. And I'm like, Trenton, Trenton is the center of New Jersey. We're in the middle of everything. We're Central, bro. I think so, people yeah. get that confused because it's because people kind of associate it with Philadelphia, but it's like mm-hmm. to me, like South Jersey, you're getting towards Cape May, like that sort of thing. So yeah, there, yep, there we go. Yep. Uh, do you call it Taylor ham or pork roll? And do you know what I'm talking about? The breakfast meat. Por- yeah, pork. Yeah, pork. pork yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Daryl, you're two. You're two for two right now on my <laughs> on my unofficial New Jersey scoreboard. So. <laughs> Well done. Pork well roll, done. man. Pork <laughs> roll, yeah. I just thought, pork roll, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Uh, hey, we, we end these interviews with with kind of three just fun fun questions that aren't necessarily related to football. And the first one is, what's what's something that you've done for yourself lately? And maybe it's playing in this league, but is there anything you feel like you've been able to do for you over the last couple of months? Uh, be, what I've done for me, myself, that's, that's that's a ah hold on let me see that's a tough question right there. Well, I, let me see. I have to think on that to be honest with you. All right, we'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. Uh, is there is there something you feel like you've been able to do for someone else? It, it it doesn't need to be a big a big gesture. You know, just 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 a little something to help someone else out. Uh yeah, like uh, certain like give advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when you're in the bubble or you're, you know, you're elsewhere and you kind of want to just unplug from everything you're doing, is there, is there something you do for fun? Like, do you, you know, talk to somebody, watch something, read something that kind of makes you laugh? Oh yeah, man. You know, these crazy videos now, (laughs) these crazy videos, there's this guy, uh, funny Marco. I was just watching his last episode. He was in Walmart and, um, 
acting like he was security, had a walkie-talkie, and going up to random people and saying, that's your car. And it was telling him their car. He's like, oh, yeah, your car outside getting towed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, stuff like that, yeah, it made me laugh, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. So I appreciate you sharing your story here today. And and to that end, would it make you feel good if what you're talking about could inspire others, people that maybe come from a similar circumstance as you? Almost oh, definitely. Yeah, it'd make yeah, make me feel yeah, make me feel real good. What what sort of message would you try and give to someone? You know, if they're if they're struggling right now, you know, and going through some of the same things you went through as a kid, maybe they don't feel like they have someone that's w- watching their back. Is there, is there something you wish you could have told your younger self? Oh, yeah. You know, be a leader. Be a leader. Listen to your parents. And go to school and get your education. And, um, you know, don't worry about being, don't worry about being different because being different is, is the regular average human being in life. And then last thing for you, how did you get to a place where you're comfortable talking about all this stuff. I think some people might have gone through some of the things you went through and said, hey, like, I'll talk football, but do not ask me about what <laughs> happened, you know, from when I was 16 and under. But but you seem comfortable sharing some stuff that that, that had to be really painful moments. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well I, I've been, I've, I've been at it for a while. It started at the age of 12 and, mm-hmm. you know, it started at age of twelve, and I, I literally didn't. I literally been through everything, so, and you know, I'm proud of myself that I gave it up, and I'm accomplishing the things that I'm doing right now in life. So, that's why I'm so comfortable. You know, I I know I'm never going back. I know there's nothing gonna make me ever go back. Nothing. Well, Daryl, there's so many guys in the FCF to root for, and you're certainly one of them. I think uh, everyone is pulling for you wherever life takes you next. I think everyone is really wishing you all the best. Thanks for being here. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, too, for having me.